Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. The Kenya Nixon is an assistant public defender with Cook County Public Defenders, and there was an op-ed that was published in the Chicago Tribune. And to Kenya, I would imagine that you've gotten a lot of response because people were sending it to me. Absolutely. Um, it was a very well-written op-ed, and it does give you the basic understanding of what we see every day as public defenders. The title is Chicago's Racist Pattern of Gun Arrest Creates Fresh Harm. Tell everybody your viewpoint. Every day, I am seeing more and more, or myself and my colleagues are seeing more and more people in the Chicagoland area being arrested for gun possession. Um, And the title of the charge is Unlawful Use of a weapon. Um, but the, the fact is, is that the majority of the people are not using these um, handguns. They are possessing them, uh, which means they're either inside of their car or they're on their person um, in a pocket or something uh, to that nature. But when we talk about the racism that is behind it, we're talking about the policies and practices that the police departments are implementing and how they stop uh People, Because a lot of times people are in their cars and they're driving. And so the officers have the um, option of whether they're going to stop someone that has a headlight out or if they're stopping someone that does not have a license plate light. Um, Those are what we call pretextual stops. Um, So they're minor, petty, you know, infractions where you just have to replace a light bulb. But the police department is using them to stop black and brown people to do a further investigation. Because a lot of times they're not just issuing a ticket. They are searching cars, searching people and trying to find something. And it's a bold time to bring this up because, of course, after what happened in Highland Park, people are like, we don't want people to be driving around with guns. It's dangerous. In fact, I was listening to Bob Surratt's show the other morning, and he had Alderman Brian Hopkins on, and I felt like this was before I had read your op-ed. I felt like, oh, Brian was championing championing this this you know thought of pulling people over with weapons because they might commit crimes. At least that's what I took from it. Here, you can listen to his words. I've talked to a lot of folks who uh, live or work in that area who are saying that things have gotten pretty sketchy, as they've uh, said to me. What uh, what have you heard from the police, and what are they doing about the problem? The one thing that they are doing about the problem that you know they believe is having a positive impact is they've really increased the number of weapons that they're seizing and confiscating. Uh, and making arrests for unlawful use of a weapon, which in many cases involves nothing more than having a firearm in your vehicle, you know, under the seats, under the floor mats, in some cases in plain view in your lap. And you might not be committing a crime at that exact moment, but you're driving around with a loaded handgun or a loaded uh, weapon of some kind. And we have dramatically increased the number of arrests that are being made um, for for that activity. Now, of course, the problem with that is it indicates how many weapons are in the downtown area at a given time. And I think we all agree. There are a lot of people that are driving around with weapons in their car. You're saying the ones that are being arrested for it are people who are black and brown. That is correct. 
And a lot of people who are being arrested for it actually have their firearm owner's identification card. They just do not have a concealed carry license. So in the end, it's a licensing issue. It's not an issue of violence. Simply possessing a gun does not mean that you are going to engage in any violent activity. The vast majority of people who have handguns with them while they're in their car um, or walking down the street have it for protection, which is our constitutional right to possess it or to have a handgun for our protection. That is the only reason why anyone in these United States of America has a gun. Well, it's the same reason why the police have guns. It is for their protection, not for ours. Two things. First of all, those I, I forgot the phrase you used for those stops, but the you know the secondary stop, the the stoplight that is out, or the the rear tail light, or things like that. Those are stops that too often also lead lead to police officers being shot. I mean, we've seen that over and over, where uh, someone is pulled over for something routine and it escalates into officers being hurt. So I understand that, but. So what if it's a licensing issue? If they're if they're transporting the gun in an illegal way, should are they not liable for the consequences for that? Yes, you would be liable. But again, it is a licensing issue. So should you become a convicted felon for the rest of your life? No. Um, when I first began my practice as an assistant a public defender, I was assigned to the misdemeanor courts, and I would see a lot of people coming through with. Either they're traveling from out of state or they have their firearm owner's identification card and they had their weapon in their car, but it wasn't properly stored. And so they were charged with misdemeanors because it's a violation of the Firearm Owner's Identification Card Act, which is an actual charge. Um, And it's a misdemeanor. People do not have to be charged with felonies. The problem is, is that the you know state attorney's office has decided that they're going to charge people with felonies. And the way that they do that is that instead of having um, an individual who gets arrested, has there are two ways to charge a felony offense. One is by indictment, taking something to a grand jury, or two, having a um, preliminary hearing in front of a judge. In a preliminary hearing, the defense uh, attorney, as well as the person who was accused of committing that crime, have an opportunity to cross-examine an officer and to make an argument to the judge as to why this should not be a felony offense. In a grand jury hearing, the defendant and the um, or the person who was accused, as well as their attorney, is not notified, nor are they present. Um, and so that is the majority of the way that the um, Cook County State's Attorney's Office has decided to charge people when they arrest when they get arrested for possession of a handgun. Um, so the grand jury only hears one side of the story, and that is the police officer's side. And nine times out of ten, they that person gets indicted, and now it's left to the defense attorneys to try to fight it, um, either get it reduced to a misdemeanor as it should be, or um, you know to fight it in some other way. If you know we after we review the discovery, see that there are these pretextual stops. But you know, it's interesting to me that you are making the case with some good points there that the state's attorney is over-prosecuting, and yet what we hear from aldermen and others, politicians, is that the state's attorney, Kim Fox, uh, routinely under-prosecutes. And that's just wholly inaccurate. Um, And because myself and my colleagues are in court, uh, in the courts every single day, we know that the state's attorney's office is very well charging people and over-prosecuting people. Um, and instead of, I'll put it this way, there has been an uptick in gun arrest uh, where I have almost every new case is coming in. It's a class four felony gun offense, which means the person has no 
felony convictions in their background. Um, a lot of times they have FOID cards, which is the firearm owner's identification card. And sometimes there are people who are who come in from Indiana who have their concealed carry licenses from Indiana. They come in, they get stopped while they're in their car, they have their um, weapon um, in the vehicle loaded in a concealed carry fashion, and they're being charged with felonies. And that is not a crime. Um, but it is still left to the defense attorney and for that person who's arrested to go through the process to be arrested, to possibly even lose their jobs because they cannot afford the bond in order to get out of custody. Well, I, I mean, I, it has long-lasting effects. We're running out of time, but I think police might say that those people from Indiana are coming in to sell those guns to people in Chicago. Well, when I... And I understand that that's the, the rhetoric that they want to put out. And that's nothing more than fear-mongering. And the reason why that happens is because they want citizens to become comfortable with giving up their rights in, in the guise of safety. And that is just not true, and it's not correct. Um, if the people who are coming in from Indiana were coming in to sell their guns, and they have proof of that, then they will be charged appropriately. But they don't. They're just being charged with these uh, Class 4 felony offenses. And, again, they're, you know, brought into the, the felony court system uh, and, you know, and then leaving it up to the attorney to try to fight everything. To Kenya Nixon, assistant public defender with Cook County Public Defenders, you can read her op-ed at the Chicago Tribune. Thank you for defending those who cannot afford an attorney. Thank you.